Hello guys and welcome back to my podcast. My name is George and some people call me George because that's my name, George Tarabai. And this is my podcast, Peace of Mind, here. Uh, as you know, every Sunday we have a special guest. And this week's guest is none other than the one and only herself, Sandy Ismail. And of course, before uh, acknowledging my guest's presence, I have to thank my partners on the show, Living Kuwait and AAB World. Uh, of course, AAB World is is uh, the central park for for photographers and filmmakers. So, and, and even if you're not a professional, if you care about at all about photography and filmmaking, all you have to do is just head on to one of their five locations across Kuwait and just speak to their staff and they can help you with any inquiries you have about equipment, filmmaking, techniques, whatever. Whatever it is, just go there, have a conversation. Literally, they're one of the places that I like to hang out at the most. That sentence was too long and I think it had a bit of verbiage issues. But anyway, check them out. They're gonna be linked in the description, uh, uh, aabworld.com. Also, Living Kuwait, your uh, e-news for the Kuwait expat, of course, as you know, it's a portal where you can go and check out everything that is happening in Kuwait, whether it be uh, cultural events or, or just, you know, things happening around town. You can just go check it out. Also, they're going to be linked in the description at livingkuwait uh, on Instagram. Also, please don't forget to share, like, comment, follow, all that shebang. Just do it. I don't know why people just do it. And also now I discovered this feature, uh, and I said this, uh, and I said this in two previous podcasts. You can now download these podcasts and keep them on your phone, so you can annoy people with them, or just enjoy them. So, and uh, be, without further ado, uh, Sandy, good morning. Hello. I don't know why I. It's not morning, dude. It feels well, like it could be. Well, like in, in all fairness, I, f I woke up two hours ago, three hours ago, so. It is morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Sandy. That's incorrect grammar. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, uh, but I, I don't ask people usually, how are you? I'm like, are you happy? That's that's the question I ask because I'm, I'm a millennial and like I care about people's feelings. Shut up. <laughs> you know, this is really funny because we had this conversation last night and I said, shut up, stop talking because this is podcast material. Yeah. And we were basically, um, I don't know, what, what is it that you posted on your Instagram and you said, oh, oh yeah, like, I was just giving the, the middle finger yeah, to, yeah. to my dog. And oh, yeah, because he's offended or she's offended because... Yeah, like my dog is a millennial because yeah. she got offended. And Sandy's like, but you're a millennial. But you're a millennial too. He's like, but I don't get offended. I'm like, but you do things that millennials do. And I think your mind just was like, does not compute. What? No. No, no because my, my, my thing is exclusion. You know, like I always, if people are doing something, I like to do the opposite just to be outside the herd. Really? Yeah. It's a millennial thing? Yeah, a millennial thing. We, we do really, really strange things. I'm like sorry. leave our phones on exactly. not silent obviously. even though i have radio experience <laughs> exactly i still do I that i still do it on air as well yeah. so kuwait if you do not know who i am uh, i want to thank george for introducing me correctly thank no, you no 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 but that's my thing when i said how are you it was a segue to the next question because i never introduce my guests because there you go listen i always okay. say uh, my guest is this this and that like she holds the whole universe on her shoulders I do. she saves countless kittens I every do. day and I then wish. she's like you forgot that i cook all right you know what just you introduce yourself i breathe yeah hi so, 
So introduce right. yourself, so, please. So basically what I do is I I host the night ride on, on the radio. Hello. Yeah. Hello, 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 Kuwait. This yeah. is Sandy on the night ride. Yeah. yeah. So I, basically that's what I do. You're one of my favorites. Uh, you know, look, like, dude, I don't, tanks. I don't, like, I'm not being a millennial now. Like, uh, oh my God. What a millennial <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I thoroughly enjoy, thoroughly? Yeah, yeah, thoroughly enjoy listening to your show because I go by, like, second by second and I take it all in. And you savor the moment. You're very eloquent. Oh, I, I like that. And that's something I think lacking on the plethora of radio. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, really, even in, like, I'm not talking just, in, like, in general, people tend to be like, Want to win an iPhone? Just call us and like, no. Can you tell me who you are as a person? Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate and, and I, I really enjoy your show. And you know, like I listen, like you see me, I text, I you do answer your sometimes. You have, question Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Question Wednesday. You, you had asked something and I replied something Superman related. Obviously. Ooh, I don't yeah, recall. It was about yeah. yeah, you did. I don't know. Yeah, something. I remember you Superman. responded. Are you a Superman fan, dude? Because can you look at my but, arm? No, that's the thing. Because when we were outside right before we started recording this, um, you made a kryptonite reference, dude. You are you are kind of obsessed. He has a notebook with the Superman logo on it. It's also on his keychain. Where else is it? On your forearm. It's my tattoo. It's your tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Like no, it's actually M for my father, mm. but I put it in a Superman logo. Uh, logo. Yeah. So it's. Because he's my Superman. He's your Superman. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm a Superman fan. So, Sandy, other than that, what do you do? Um, other than that, I... Uh, yoga. Oh, yes. Yoga. Yeah. How did I totally forget that? Yeah, you're a yogi. <laughs> I'm a yogini. Yogini. Well, I, I mean, I'm always learning. I'm not a professional at all. Yeah. But, I mean, this is something that I enjoy doing effervescently yeah um it takes me out of my mind which is something that i feel like i need to be out of sometimes yeah um it gets too much yeah yeah yeah. yoga look i've never tried it ever hmm. i but uh, i from my cousin is a like she's a yoga freak you okay. know like she follows these conventions like did you hear there's a convention in dubai and i'm going and i'm like <laughs> i feel like your cousin and i will be like really good friends i'm like carmen yeah. like <laughs> Carmen, know. you're cool if you're listening to this. Yeah, she's moving up. into Kuwait. I'm going to definitely Hit introduce you guys. Hit me up, home slice. We'll be BFFs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You guys can go yoga together. And she's very indie style. You know, she's into like, did you hear about that band? And it's probably a band that just started in their garage yesterday. I like that. Yeah, she's, she's very. Cool. Yeah, she's very into that. And she's a mother. Like What? Yeah. She's, Dude, what? Yeah, she's oh, a mother. She's a, how shocking that she's a mother, but also cool at the same time. Yeah, because mothers aren't Dude, supposed to be cool. Baba, My mom's not cool. All right. Take, take it. Take it from there. <laughs> Are you right, a feminist? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a humanist. Oh, there you go. Is thank that a you. thing that people say? Uh, yeah, I... I, I say I'm an equalitist. Oh, that's that's interesting. I, I was discussing this last week on the podcast okay. with, with a friend, and I was saying that um, if you're an ant, literally the yeah. insect, yeah. and you can do my job, and even if you're one month old or 50 years old or 80... And can do your job. And you can do my old. job. Yeah, it, I don't care. Wow. As, as, as good and as professional and as resultful... Wow, that's a new word I invented today. Resultful. Resultful. Yeah, mm. but but it sounds right, right? Resultful. Resultful. Yeah, you say resourceful. Why not resultful? Same. That's true. So anyway, <laughs> um, you should be paid as much as I am. But sadly, feminism has become a a movement where where uh, women just think they deserve things just because they have certain body parts, mm. like. 
Oh, I'm a woman. George. Oh my gosh. I feel that I don't know. I feel like we're going to start talking about things where I will end up punching you in the face. No, there you or go. Or a little lower. I don't know. <laughs> On the like, chin. Sure. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, no, but okay. I, I, I'll, I feel like that's really not fair. That, I'll admit. That, I'll uh, admit yeah. that in, in this region, female ha- he, females have the shorter end of that deal. Like females are being scrutinized more than than any race or anything else, you know. Well, women are not a race. No, no, no. Any other, like any other, what do you call it? Any other. Uh, anything that is not like man. Who like is racism, is, yeah, okay. um, religion, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay, okay. So okay. females mm. have the uh, uh, yeah, but gender. It's gender. Yes. So and as females, yeah, I, I do understand women have the shorter end of the deal in this mm-hmm. region and yes we can say feminism here is a good thing but, but in general you, i mean you know women in kuwait are given so much power and they're very powerful they're yeah. um very outspoken kuwait. in kuwait yeah, yeah i mean the region and, and it's as a whole. always it's always been like this in kuwait it's yeah. always been kuwaiti women have always been in the forefront of doing things um of uh, i don't know starting things you had the yeah. first ever president of a university in the arab world was a woman from kuwait you know yeah. she, she was president of ku um that is really, really impressive. And, yeah. and, and women in Kuwait have, ha- have been breaking boundaries since the 60s and 70s. And if you look in the region, they're starting now. Yeah. Like now, within the last five years. Um, so I feel like, yeah, growing up in a country like Kuwait, being around Kuwaiti women, um, it's been very inspiring. And I understand when you say women have been given the shorter end of the stick, but I feel like let's look closely to home. Um, women have been fighting and have been... Uh, very prominent in the forefront here for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, look, we're we segwaying somewhere totally wow, different. What happened? What yeah, happened? what happened, Sandy? Back to you. <laughs> okay. Yoga. Yoga. Oh my. I picked your um, brain on that one. Yes. Yeah, so basically, yoga. Yoga started when um, it was right in the middle of mm. m- me being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. So, so I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I literally didn't know what to do with myself. I, I sold my car. Um, I couldn't drive anymore. I was so scared. I sold my car. Like I never left the house unless I was driven and it was a force forceful leave the house, like drag me out. Kind of, I have to leave. Um, so it was really bad and, and, uh, yeah, yoga. And it was funny because I hadn't driven in a whole year. Yeah. And then one day, just one day, I get into the car and I drive to a yoga studio after a whole year of being terrified. I was so scared. I was hyperventilating the entire time I was driving. Yeah. But I got there and I got to my first yoga class in a million years and it was wonderful. And for 50 minutes, I wasn't me that I had become, you know? this very anxious this very um depressed person and it was great and i drove home and i was like i love this so much and this is what i want and and i I went twice a day every day for like two months yeah and then i just started that's how it started for me was this scary when you were told the words you have depression you know how they they do it i don't know if this is how they all do it here but they they gave me a little printout test with multiple choice questions I kid you not I went um, to the psychiatrist and uh, they made me fill out a test answer a test 
And based on my answers on the test and what I had said, they're like, oh yeah, you have anxiety and depression. Actually, it's really funny what they said was an anxiety and depression. He said, you have severe health anxiety, general anxiety disorder, and depression. I was wow. like, oh, cool. What? No, usually with tests or, or obviously I have experience in that realm, um, with, with mental health um, issues, mental health related mm. issues, what they usually do is any test you take, whether it be CBT, like computer-based test mm-hmm. or, or, or a form you fill or mm-hmm. a questionnaire, mm-hmm. whatever it is, the results should always be, the results are in favor mm-hmm. of yeah. this yeah. this mental disorder or this uh, issue. So because l- telling somebody, yeah, you have depression is a long process. Like my s- psychiatrist, I believe, had to... I don't know. We we did a good three four month sessions sessions of like weekly once twice a week sometimes you know okay. just going there talking and talking and talking for an hour and a half every time and then at the end she's like I believe you have depression, depression yeah. I believe it's not even certain you know because other things can masquerade as but you know I I, I feel like it was it was so controlling of me for so long it had been two years of it going undiagnosed that i'm telling i caved to it yeah i caved yeah i know i didn't leave the house i like i mentioned earlier i i stopped seeing people i stopped doing anything i lost 26 kilos (laughs) you know i was a shell of who i was i literally was this person you wouldn't recognize anymore um i was at a corporate job and i remember my line manager at the time she'd be like uh this was a few years ago and she's like you know, oh, management is asking me why you never come into work. I'm like, I, 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 I told you. <laughs> I told you why. She's like, yeah, but that's not real. I'm like, oh. oh. I remember I resigned a month later. I was like, peace, sayonara, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, mm-mm. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, I, I feel growing up in this generation, we are very more outspoken about how we feel. We put our feelings first. Yeah. So I realized my mental health was was dwindling even further being in such a toxic relationship. Uh, relationship. Yeah, nope. it's a business relationship. Business yeah. Re- yeah, thanks. A business yeah. relationship or a work environment that I was just like, I cannot do this. Goodbye. It's been good, but yeah. not really. Um, so I quit and um, I went back to the radio which is what I used to do from 2010 to 12, well, 9 to 12. Um, so so I, I left because I thought, you know, I maybe need to be a little bit of an adult and get a corporate job. Because this is what they tell you you yeah, need to do, right? Exactly. Like, you know, mom and dad, yeah, what are you going to do with your life? You can't be a radio host forever. My parents don't talk like that. What? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> what? we, 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 we <laughs> voice them that way. I don't know why. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it, it terrified me at like 25 or 24. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I'm never going to amount to anything. I need a corporate job where I'm just like, whoa, it's going to be heavy. Or I'm just going to work behind it. And hey, Hey, listen, George, if this is something people love to do, then good on you. Thank you. I was just about listen, to listen, like people listening, if corporate life is your dream, good on you. My wife is a lawyer, corporate lawyer, mm. and she loves her job. Good she on loves you, the people. She, yeah, you. <laughs> she loves the, her job. She loves the people she works with and she loves what she's doing. Mm. And I tell her, I admire you. Because I could never be the person yeah. sitting behind the desk going nine hours a day. Tick tick tick. Yeah, tick, tick, tick. Oh I, my gosh. I can't. I like the reason why I love 
doing what I do today, like with the podcast or my comedy shows or even my company, is the fact that I'm at full liberty to decide. Sometimes on a Tuesday, I would wake up in the morning and decide, oh, no, today is, I'm going to go to Marina Mall. Hi, millennial. How are you doing? You good? You good, millennial? You good? Oh, yeah. What's good? Why, why, why are you pushing that label on me? I hate to be labeled. That's such a millennial thing to say as well, right? That really is, yes. <laughs> like, you keep fighting it, George, but but you know, you know it's true. I'm very... I'm very George. I'm very liberal, you know, like, liberal in my thinking, liberal... I feel like in... I'm going to open up a dictionary to millennial and be like, George Tarabai. Yeah, I could be, <laughs> yes. I could be, I could be, but I refuse now. <laughs> you shouldn't. I feel like a lot of people are so... No, because, um, let me chime in on something that you said okay, earlier. okay. Um, you said that millennials, we value our emotions and mm. feelings and mm. we put them first. Mm. I don't. I value my emotions. I value my feelings. But that's where it ends for me. My feelings come in no play. They don't come in play in no way. In what you do? In what I'm doing. Mm. I've taught myself. I was taught by two great parents. I was motivated by a great wife to achieve in spite of hurdles okay to do things in spite of how i feel about them and that's why i refuse i know we joked about it but that's why i refuse to be called a millennial because my, my my i won't say my my perception of millennials but in general millennials tend to be like oh i'm so sad i'm not gonna go to work today no i hated my job i i had a job you know i I've, I've met on, your husband that's, that's yes you i have. met your husband shout through out to that my job husband. Hey, shout out to dude i was mind blown when she told you me you should have seen married. his face Abdullah. Yeah. Just like, <gasps> i didn't know you guys are married her husband by the way was one of the most professional people i've dealt with and i'm not just saying that he knows because he he can you could he can pull out my emails and he could show you how i used to address him because he was professional you know so anyway um what i was saying is i hated my job Mm. and i hated every second of of it you know and i would wake up in the morning that that doesn't mean that i wake up in the morning i'm like oh but i need to go no i went even though every bone in me told me not to go and would tell me quit 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 but i still did it not because i had to but because I needed to be smart about my choices. And that's how I perceive. And I'm not generalizing. But I mean, come on. I know George, you disagree. I feel, I feel like when, when I say millennials are very mindful of how they feel and how it affects their decisions and actions doesn't mean. I mean, I stayed in my corporate job for four years and I wanted to die a yeah, little bit inside every day. Yeah, but you're one of the few. No, no, I'm not. Because, I mean, we, we are part of a generation that works harder than usual for much less. Yeah. And, like, people are already on top of that ladder and they do not want to leave. So we're climbing, like, this ladder where we really... What, where are we going? Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. Um, so, no, I feel like we are very, 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 very in tune with ourselves. We are very strong despite all of these hurdles. But, yeah, sometimes we break. And we are very open about this brokenness. This is what sets us apart. I feel, personally, um, our openness of how we feel and how it affects us is what sets us apart from generations before us. Like, I talk about my mental illness very openly. And Me my too. mom is like, no. Because people are going to think you're crazy. I'm like, okay, mama, 
Like, no, first of all, no, there are so many people who are struggling and do not say anything out loud. Like our lives are so wonderful online on social media. If you notice, like everyone's like, I'm so happy. We live through avatars. Yeah. And you know, there was this one point in February where I had just left my therapist and I felt so broken inside and I just, I just fell apart in my car and I recorded a sequence of videos that I put on my Insta stories and I had a meltdown like Britney 2007 minus shaving her hair. Plus you wouldn't know I have a turban on. So uh. I mean, I mean, just, I just fell apart and I was, I was just, I can't do this anymore. And you guys think we live this fabulous life and we don't, you know, I just, yeah. I snapped cause I couldn't, I couldn't be like that anymore. Yeah. I was falling apart and people thought I was so happy because, oh, look, she's traveling here and look at her work and look at this and look at the event she's invited to. Look at the... No, 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 no. Yeah, no. it doesn't matter. No, this is just perks with being an online personality. No, and, no, it doesn't matter like, to but, your core oh, because yes, yes. at the core of your... like. I was falling apart and I didn't know what to do. Like I had to be strong to myself first, but, yeah. but how, when I had this perfect online life and I just was like, listen, you guys, we're all the same and we're all going to fall apart. And I do too. Okay. I mean, I mean, let's scale it up way up above Kuwait and, mm. and this region, the worldwide. Mm. If Robbie, Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain, oh, yeah. Bourdain. Bourdain. Oh, okay. Uh, stop uh, being uh, too francophone for me. Uh, I am Frank. I'm a, I'm a f- I know you are. French educated fuck. That's what I call myself. What did you say? <laughs> I'm a French educated fuck. I'm like, I'm, you're, you're, I'm wait, a fef. I was just going to, I was just trying to spell yeah, it out. You're I'm like a, a fef. You're a, is that a thing? No, I, I, I that say That should be a thing. Yeah. Guys, you're welcome. Today it's, wow. It's, it's a. What would I be? An Eve? Yeah. Like, no, English. No, English. Edu- yeah, I'm an yeah, Eve. Yeah, Eve. <laughs> I'm a Fev. I'm an Eve. Hi, yeah. Fev. Yeah. I'm an Eve. Yeah, and then you have the non-cool ones, which is the Aif. Arabic. You, you're an awful person. Why? And you know it. Because what's wrong with going to an Arabic school? No, it's it's. there's nothing wrong at all. Like, you said the uncool ones. I, no, no, no. See, that's how you sound in my head. No. <laughs> It's how people behave that go to these schools. Because I don't know why people think that if it's Arabic, they mm-hmm. should all wear flip-flops. Like that. To school? Yeah. Oh, Who do you know? Who do you know goes I, to I school in flip-flops? In all fairness, I haven't been in, 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 in the vicinity of a school in a good, what, 10, 15 years now? Yeah, okay, so study. I graduated high school in 2004. So yeah, 14 years, dude. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's I a lot. I graduated That's in 2002. High British system. That makes you graduate at five years old. My goodness. F- you graduated in 2002, senor. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. British oh. school. British. I was four. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, I, yeah. I felt like I was four years yeah. old. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah. And then it was way too much for me, this 15-year-old who graduated from high school. I actually went back to school. I was like, please take me back. Yeah. The world is too harsh. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. We were talking about... Yeah, about Fef. About, <laughs> no, 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 before Fef, we were talking about Robin Williams and Anthony yeah, so if, and if Kate these Spade people And this Frenchman who threw himself off of, off of a balcony in Mecca. Just yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. And uh, th- th- that's the thing. Look, that nobody is 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 safe. Nobody can m- even make that statement. Like, oh, I never get depressed. Everybody will have an episode. The difference is some people acknowledge it, like Sandy was saying. Some people address it. Some people try to seek help for it. Others don't realize it's depression. They just think, oh, I'm upset. I'm sad. Um, I don't know what. But the truth is. Everybody has episodes. 
you know? Yeah. And some so, more severe than others, yeah. some really mild, you think. But you know, I think the most dangerous type of mental illness yeah. is a high functioning one. Yeah. And this is like something that I had for years. You know, I am a high functioning um, person who suffers with of anxiety. Hang on, that English sentence was so bad. So I, <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm high functioning. I have those moments yeah. as well where I go, was that even sound stru- uh, structure wise? No, I, I do that on air sometimes live and I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for people listening yeah. to me right now. Yeah. But it's good because like mentally I'm correcting myself, which yeah. is better than just letting it slide sometimes. Yeah. I prefer like a mental check with my spelling than none. Yeah. Um, Spelling, pronunciation, shoof. You just yeah. did you see that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I lost myself. Where was I, George? You were talking about um, fuck. I forgot. Not that. No, you were talking <laughs> about um, uh, being a high functioning person. And that with is depression. that is very, 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 very dangerous because on the outside we seem really normal and really yeah. okay, but on the inside we're falling out, and then one day it's just like it snaps and when it snaps it's bad it could be ranging from me just ranting online to something as really severe as this this you know man in mecca who just threw himself in in the middle of his you know pilgrimage not pilgrimage is you know it's just or like someone like anthony bourdain who traveled the world and ate for a living and met people and it was wonderful you know these are dreams these are goals but deep down underneath he's suffering so money and 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 status i don't even say status status it doesn't ever hide discrimination and because i think what is it discrimination never chooses right what uh, depression no depression depression sorry depression depression is non-selective yeah it doesn't discriminate it's just really doesn't discriminate so my my thing is was uh, i you know i'm outspoken about depression Mm. as you are Mm. and but the thing i've never spoken of you know uh, i I love by the way i love the adhan it's, it's so soothing. Though, yeah. yeah, it's very soothing. Um, the thing about uh, that, the thing I've never addressed in public, just because there was no reason for it, is that I myself I'm diagnosed with Asperger's, mm. and I'm a high functioning person uh, on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. I, but I do suffer because when he said anxiety, I'm like, oh, I want to tell her. I have social anxiety where if I'm in a room with people. I'm surrounded by people that I don't know. I can only maintain my sanity for a good 45 minutes. But during those 45 minutes, my heart rate goes up to 140. I can breathe. I'm aggressive. You know, I assume people are looking at me. People are about to aggress, you know, like just jump my wife just to, you know, like hurt her or I don't know. It's not logical. And that's the thing about it. Um, that's what I think people fail to understand. Like, you know, it's not logical. You know. But in the middle of an episode, nothing can rationalize not, it. Yes, nothing. Yeah. Like, it's like you lose the connection to your inner voice. Yep. And what is taking control is that part of your brain that is disordered. And is that even thing? Yeah, disordered. Like, that has the disorder. So you really, really cannot control it. And people go, oh, dude, just snap out of it. No, it's not that easy. I hate when they say that. It's like saying, oh, I'm I about so to crash in my car, but I'll just snap out of it. Just No, not even that. Like, because this is this is a an ailment. Yeah. You know, this is an ailment. It's it's a disease. It's an illness. It's called a mental illness. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like when I, I also, because of my mental illness, I started to suffer um, from acid reflux. Yeah. 
um, for a year, right? And this is where the weight loss came in. I couldn't eat. I was so anxious all the time that my acid production was out of the roof. So I was literally burning from the inside out. Um, I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything. And, and my parents would take me to the doctor. My husband would take me to the doctor. I'd wake up at like 12 AM and I'd be rushed to the hospital because I think I'm having a heart attack because of the pain that the acid reflux pain mimics heart attacks. Right. Um, and I would be terrified and they would rush me to the hospital. Okay. So if you rush me to the hospital because of a physical, physical ailment that that is tangible, why not the same with a mental illness? Yeah. Because we still look at it here as like, Oh, they just, it's not bad of it. But like, yeah, yeah but these, what's that got to do with yeah, anything right help. now? Help. No, no. Like, I, is it, is it, it okay? It helps, but it, it you cannot, with you. It's like, it's like, it's saying, like meditation. Yes, exactly. But you cannot say that, you know, because yeah. I did not do these things. Ah, oh, that's why, that's why you're depressive. That's why, or you that's the only anxiety. help. Yeah. Like, because, uh, again, uh, I know people have different beliefs. Mm. People have different, uh, which is, uh, I'm fine by it. Believe in whatever you want. But it's wrong because your brain is chemical. Like, it's a chemical mix. Imbalance, it's a chemical yeah. Yeah. It's a chemical realm. Like, where chemicals just work together and things happen. So, if one chemical is off, your entire mood is off. Your entire life will be off. Yep. So... To tell people that it's only that, even, even, but you know, I'm glad because even today in Kuwait, if you tune in sometime, you will hear sheikhs, like, you know, imams, and they're addressing mental health issues. Mm. And they say, prayer is one form of, of relieving that pain, but it's not the only form. Seek help, that is, seek help, that seek is help. true. That is great. The, the yes. conversation is changing, you know, and there are people at the forefront of it that are doing that, spearheading that. But yeah, just I've heard that, and I'm so glad that, that you you brought it up. I'm a people, I'm a practicing Muslim. I'm a yeah. practicing Muslim, and when when people say this to me, I get really offended because <laughs> I mean I pray I pray five times a day. I do pray and I do read Quran and I do fast. Like this is something I choose to do. I'm I practice yeah. the religion that I believe in. Okay, yeah. kafi. <laughs> yeah. The same way someone else doesn't want to, but you do not come and tell me, Wallah Sandy, did you pray today? That's why you know you had a panic attack. No. No, I had a panic attack mm. because my brain chemicals are all over the place. Yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I was on medication for a very long time, and I willingly said, you know what, Beskhaz, this is enough. I cannot do this. I this is this. ruining my life. I it was even worse. I I was four. I was the four percent whose anxiety was heightened by medication. Yeah. I was literally a statistic. Ah uh, no no mine. I just decided. Uh, I think two years into the medication, I decided that I don't want to be dependent. I want to mm. build up mechanisms that mm-hmm. could help me get over it. What if I'm, because again, that's part of my anxiety where I always go, what if I'm stranded in a desert and... Uh, Doesn't and, help that you live in one. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, what if I'm stranded in a desert and I have no form of communication and I don't have my medicine? And if I have an episode, how would I call myself now? And then, oh, wow. and then yeah. the comedian side of me would go, but dude, if you're stranded in a desert, you better be anxious. <laughs> you better be anxious. So the thing is, no, I developed these mechanisms luckily i have an amazing person next to me who's my wife that i depend on especially with asperger's mm-hmm. sometimes i don't know asperger's asperger's asperger whatever you want to call it whatever if you're a fef or an if whatever um 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put these two in the description. Fif and Eve, so should, people it can. Be, it should be an urban dictionary. Yeah, Fef and Eve. Fef. Yours sounds so cool, though. I'm a Fef. I'm, I'm a an Eve. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like something out of Coneheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Coneheads, dude. You are a millennial. Hi. Definitely, yeah. Hi. So anyway, um, <laughs> I wanted to just uh, you know, with Aspergers, there are things that even no matter how aware you are of what's happening that you cannot control. You know, especially with repetitive behavior mm. or nervous tics, not anxiety, nervous tics, mm. you know. Uh, but luckily, my wife has designed uh, ways that she could bring me back and calm me down. Mm. And I'm so lucky. And and that to me is way better than medication because medication would render me dumb. I don't know if you had the same effect. Um, no, I my anxiety an- was heightened. Yeah, no, my anxiety was heightened, so I, it was even worse for me. You panic were agitated. Attacks. Oh yeah, panic attacks left, right, and center. Um, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't leave the house. I during during my my run on medication, I just could. I even went back to my doctor and I said, "This is because of big pharma, and you're prescribing me medication because you get a commission out of all of this." I went nuts on this guy. I was like, "This is big pharma, and this is why you're prescribing me medication." I'm like, "You're gonna get me off of this medication." And he's like, okay, but the weaning process is six months. I was like, I read online that it can be six weeks. So it's six weeks. And he's like, but that's going to be really hard. I was like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I was like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Poor guy, man. He's like this really, like, really well-known doctor. And the I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like this crazy person. But I, but, I, I, mean, I lost it. You found it. a way to calm yourself down, which is yoga. I yoga yes and because of yoga i learned breathing exercises and george they work like inhale through your nostrils exhale through your nostrils it's it like the first time i did it i remember i was watching this this uh, meditation video breathing exercises pranayama and and the the instructor was was like breathe in breathe out and he's all calm cool collected and i'm like this video is 15 minutes long at minute 12, I'm still tripping out. Like, you cannot believe. I'm like, this isn't working. I'm really frustrated. And I'm done my poor, poor guy. My husband's just like, it's okay. Just keep going. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. It's not working. And he's like, just keep going. It's okay. Just just breathe in. And he started doing it. And he's just breathe in, breathe out. And by minute 14, that's when I started to calm down again. Yeah. So it took me 14 out of 15 minutes to calm my face down. Yeah. But it works. Eventually, it will work. One of the people I admire here in Kuwait, her name is Manal Salam. I don't know if you know her. She's uh, the head of uh, the Dana volunteer team. Mm-hmm. They basically feed thousands of people every year. That's really admirable. On the border of yeah. Syria with Turkey, wow. in Turkey, in Hatay. Wow. And I was fortunate event. Uh, I was fortunate. <laughs> You I were a fortunate event, yes. I to was all of fortunate us. enough that she invited yeah. me to be with her on one of the trips because she needed help with mm. filming and documenting mm-hmm. the trip. Oh, didn't this just happen recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a week. Yeah. And she's a breathing transformational breathing coach, so you should definitely check her out. She tried like one day we all came. We were sad because what we saw was unhumane mm. on any level, like. There's not one one level that you could see this and go, oh, but at least that's okay. There was nothing okay. Mm. Neither their living conditions, neither their their physical states, neither their mental states, yeah. neither nothing. Seriously, it w- it was just you're you're dragging a dead cat in the mud. That that's the best I can describe it. 
I don't know if that made sense. That made, that made sense. It was a very, very sad. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's what it was, you know. So, so we came to the hotel and we were all pissed and you know upset, etc. And she sat us down and she's like, "Let's do this transformational breathing exercise." And we did it. And I only did it for like four minutes. And as you said, you can feel yourself centered and mm-hmm. transformed. So, Hence, why it's called transformation. Yeah, and and yeah. I do believe yes there's a lot of value in yoga but gladly you don't face this issue here but in lebanon um some religious figures mm-hmm. claim that yoga is a demonic worship wow and 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 uh, like my thing is with whenever i hear statements like mm-hmm. that that are so extreme my thing is always if people want to do that mm-hmm. for that same purpose that you mentioned, that means they're going to hell. Let them. <laughs> like, what is this urge that we have to save everybody yeah. and be the hero? No, it's righteousness. It's not to save. Yeah, it's like I'm above everybody else, yeah. and hence no, I should tell you how to live. Yeah, that's that's that's. No, you don't. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my exactly that's my thing. Like, no, like no. let it be. Just let let people be. Like, if you're so certain about going to heaven. Uh, I think Louis C.K. said that. If you're so, so certain about going to heaven, why do you want it to be so crowded? <laughs> like, let people, like, let people be. Seriously, let okay. them go down. Like, just it's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, okay. just why do you want it to be so crowded? Like, no, everybody should go to heaven. No, they shouldn't. Probably, that's that's the thing. And the thing is about depression. You said I want to be outspoken about it. I agree. And I'm just speaking about myself mm-hmm. in this capacity. I, I'm not outspoken about it because I believe, oh, I want to help people, I want to change their lives, which is very honorable cause. To me, I don't care about people. Outright, I'll say it. I don't care. I don't care if people are depressed. But here's my thing. When I was depressed and I was suicidal, the only thing I wished for, because the hardest part about being depressed is reaching out and people don't get that. And People share these things when they go, oh, if you're depressed, reach out. No. It's, a, it's, it's very lonely. No. If you see yeah. somebody, if you see somebody who is extremely happy, ask them, are you okay? Yeah. You reach out because people who are depressed are amazing actors. People mm-hmm. who are going through mental health We're issues. We're high functioning, normal people. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I masked it for a year and seven months and people thought I was fine i was awesome i was portraying this awesome life that i'm um um, um way past what happened and etc on all the events but i was dying on the inside bit by bit to the point where i reached i was like okay but if i kill myself it doesn't make a difference to me so i might as well do it so all i wanted back then was just somebody to come and hug me and tell me it's gonna be okay and it's okay to fall apart that's all I needed to hear. I didn't want them to know what was going on. I didn't want them to ask me what was going on. I just wanted somebody to hug me out of the blue and tell you know, me it's going to be okay. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, no. I actually know someone where we were talking about this. And, you know, he said to me, he's like, you know, isn't this a little too personal? Why are you talking about this? When I had posted that meltdown Insta story. Yeah. And I was like, what? What do you mean? It's not personal. <laughs> First of all, my Insta story. 
Yeah. Says Sandy Smarine, mine. Um, second of all, you can choose to not watch it. Third of all, um, it's not personal because there's so many other people out there who suffer and do not know how to open up about it. Do you know how many messages I got from people who said, I went to see someone. Turns out I'm bipolar. Turns out I'm shy of mean. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, how are you living? A, f- a friend here. What, yeah. A friend here mm. in the premise where mm-hmm. we're, rec- we're recording at Art Space, by the way. Huge shout out to them friend here of mine i'm not gonna say who it is unless they want to uh but i was talking to her and i noticed some behavioral patterns Mm -hmm. that i share with her and mine are induced by aspergers Mm -hmm. so i told her go check and then she went and apparently she was and she came back to me she's like dude so insane like i feel i have so many answers to mm. so many things i used to ask myself and not knowing why i felt like that or why i thought of that or so when she knew finally what it was it was like a huge relief to her it and just now takes she takes that one person to open up about something that is considered yeah. taboo or maybe you know not right or oh it's not real it's just like you know you're just acting up because you're just under the weather today no i'm, no, not. I'm not under the weather i'm not over i'm everywhere yeah. <laughs> that's how bad it is yeah. um so yeah he was saying to me that you know it's just personal blah 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 and and i said i said but don't you feel like this sometimes he says i feel like this so many times but I'm a man and men can't talk about things like this. I was like, oh my God. No. Oh my Lord. I'm like, oh, why, why, why is this happening? How many people like him exist? Yeah. Way too many. Way too Look, many. Like men are told, sadly. Don't cry. Don't no. feel. Don't speak about no, your Not emotions. only that. Don't do that. Not only that. Just to tie up everything together. Because mm. talk about, you know, equality. Yeah. But Men are taught in this region that you are the alpha, you preserve that image, and you maintain it at any cost. Hence, even at your own mental. Hence, and never help, cry, you know, yeah. never show weakness. Your wife is beneath you. Your wife, you give her money. Your wa- I don't know what I don't know. I I don't luckily, think our generation. Not many of us are yes, saying your wife our generation. is beneath you. But luckily, I was raised by parents who showed me a good example of how it's like to treat your partner equally, equally right. on so many levels. And I've seen my father cry, especially when I failed courses at my university because I was an A student before. Mm. And my son's, my father seeing that cried. And to me, there was like a switch that flicked. It was like... My father cries, mm-hmm. you know, and with my wife now, I never look at her as a female. Th- you look at her as your Celeste, you're still sexy. I love you to death. But in in that capacity, like in, in, in a relationship wise, mm. I, I'm the man, you're the woman. These I don't are the see roles that. that you have. Yeah, that's I cool. see yeah. that I have a strong equal partner, partner yeah. that i know if i'm falling apart she can put me back together yeah. and if i'm falling she can hold the f- uh, falling falling she can hold the fort mm. if if i need help she can help yeah um, and i feel like that's what we need to look for in partners in general yeah in general not just someone who looks good in instagram yeah pictures. and i know what's her, her so much shade that i just threw right now yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but i know her strength and I know her weaknesses and I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And so our relationship is a give and take, mm-hmm. you know, like there are areas when, uh, when I'm really good at and she trusts me with. And that's where I, I don't, I don't like say taking the lead, but where I spearhead, mm-hmm. 
let's call okay. it that and then there are other areas Where for example financially yeah. i don't trust myself <laughs> i'm 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 so bad with money that it's a hole in your hand hole in your wallet yeah. hole in your pocket yeah the like money just even <laughs> even the bank calls me it's like hey can you remove your savings i'm like why he's like can you put them under your wife's account because we feel they're gonna spend them uh, that never happened but i'm saying it like should, maybe it's that bad oh. you know like even i think one day the bank is gonna call me can you move everything under your wife's name just <laughs> so it, i'm really bad with mm. money and my wife is so well-centered etc for example when i'm too upset about something i go to her because she's she keeps her calm whereas myself when it's something related to me but when it's something external like something that is getting done to us like i don't know papers that are late mm -hmm. or so, something you know something that we cannot control i tend to be more centered than her okay she tends to feel not defeated but just you know overwhelmed yeah i tend to be very calm and go you know we've done our best that's the best we can do fuck it mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's my thing So it's a give and take, you know? And uh, yeah, you're right. This is our generation. I feel I, I, I've seen this model exist in several relationships, but sadly not too many, but definitely better than previous generations. Yeah, yeah. that's true. There is a more uh, blurred lines between gender roles, yeah. I feel. Like, oh, you're a woman, you stay at home and cook. No. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez yeah, said yeah, well, woman, you stay I, home, you I ain't your mama even yeah. though like you know our mamas shouldn't have been doing that they should have been like yeah yeah this is how you make sandwiches this is how you make mukhiya, which is yeah, that's wrong that's that's a very bad statement <laughs> women shouldn't stay at home to cook they should uh, yeah. stay home to cook and clean so oh cool yeah uh, and clean <laughs> and clean oh, I'm so sorry I missed that such a I, yeah I don't get it my dad used to be asked what does your wife do does she have a job and he goes yes and they go what what is her job she goes she's raising my children and people say yeah. oh so she's a housewife she goes yeah but that's her full-time job that's a, it's a very very honorable vocation i feel yeah no my father yeah. look yeah my dad was way he was still his generation <laughs> in several ways but way ahead but yeah. light years yeah. he he did things he didn't know why but he just did them intuitively like I'll be vocal. I was 16. I hit my sister. That was the first time I've done it. I hit her. I smacked her. I slapped her across the face. And my father took me to my bedroom and he sat me down and he's like, uh, you're punished. Like that's out of the question. Mm -hmm. For three months, it's going to be school, bedroom, bedroom, school. That's it. Not even the kitchen to eat. You eat in your bedroom. And then he sat me down and he said the realest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he goes, if I'm here or not, if your mom is here or not, if we're dead or not, if your sister is whoring herself out or not, if your sister is younger or not, if she's older or not, and then he started giving me every possible scenario, you are never in charge of her. You are never her authority. You are never the person she takes permission from. You are never anything. The best you can be is a good brother with a good opinion. But that's where your job ends. Mm. A good opinion. And that she's free to take it or not. Yeah. Like that's... The she'll take your advice. Like that opinion, she'll take it, but yeah. she doesn't have to. She can hear it. Yeah. But that's the extent mm. of your limits with your sister. And you never... You, you don't approach her physically nor emotionally. 
And that just rewired me. Those three months that I spent in solidarity, it wasn't three months. He forgave me. Solitude. Solidarity. Solidarity. Oh, solidarity is when you. So French. You are such a solidarity. Such a fest. Yeah, Mm. solitude. Mm. Yeah, fortress of solitude. Superman. I mean, I should have known. How dare you? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, and I, I feel like maybe this experience has. Like I would you said, be, rewired you to not just your sister, but every woman you ever come across. I would have been the guy beating up his wife today. Lovely. I, I know. I'm glad your dad no, no, set no, you no. down. No, I'm serious. Like, I, my society was... Because we... Yeah, dude, come What on. society? You never you never saw your parents do that. Uh, you no, know, but in Lebanon, it's so okay to, to, to beat up a woman and nobody... You're generalizing. Not everyone does that, though. No, not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's general. I'm just saying it's okay by the in the eyes of the law oh and if that's what governs people then you know what the best of us even those who don't believe in it could go one day oh you know what i'll beat her up and then i'll just brush it under oh she upset me or she cheated on me and it's never okay you know because at the end of the day i know the law will favor my behavior because it was an honor crime so why not do it you know what i mean so that was what getting built inside my but like now I say it and I'm disgusted that I used to think like mm. that. But um as you said, I'm so glad that happened that my father sat me down and rewired me in that sense. Yeah. You know? Now I wanna just steer off. Oh okay. The, the, I just wanna bring it back to you a bit. Because okay. by the way, we're above my time. Okay, I'm sure you can cut things off. No 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 no. no. I'm oh, not wow. cutting anything out because oh, no. I thoroughly enjoy this. <laughs> I I have I, I know something about you that you probably think that not many people know it is and I want to ask you about okay. it because I saw how you do it and I was I was thoroughly entertained. Okay. And I'm like, why didn't she do it more? What? Vlogging. Oh. <laughs> okay. You started a vlog. I did. I did it once. You, two two three two years ago. No. Two. It was like two months ago. It was really? In February. Oh, I thought it was February last year. No, it was this year. You did a vlog where you flew to Dubai. Dubai. You were invited to an event. Yeah. And you flew to Abu Dhabi as well. Yeah, I did. I, I, well, we drove to Abu Dhabi. And yeah. yeah, you drove to Abu Dhabi. But I watched that. It was like three and a half minutes, I think. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. long. Yeah. But yeah, I, you, did you edit that? I did myself. It was right. the first time I ever did that. Let me let me start by okay. dissecting I'm your so your work. No, okay. no, no, don't be. <laughs> As a filmmaker, okay, myself, yeah, you kept me hooked. Really, like no. the editing, the <laughs> editing style, how you started the vlog. I'm not gonna say anything. I w- I won't give spoilers. Okay. I'm gonna link it in the description, guys. Oh, cool. Thanks. You can go and watch it. Um, just watch her style, and if you like it, please bug her in the comments to to just keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> you started the vlog in a very intriguing way. Like, it just got me right off. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. What do you want to say, Sandy? Because I'm, I'm watching. And then the way the vlog progressed, it was so... I have a short attention span. Okay. And your vlog were just bits and pieces of your day. How it progressed. How your whole trip was going. You didn't say too much. And it wasn't too short. It was just the right amount. Like you were just, you know, willingly saying things and just stopping. And I could feel that you were like, oh, no, I'll keep this for later. And you, you're you just a natural. And skip filmmaking as a technique, as a storyteller, 
as a person who watches a lot of vlogs, because my favorite two vlogs are Casey Neistat. Of course. That's everyone. Everyone's favorite is Neistat. I love it because it's aesthetically different every episode. Mm-hmm. It's not like he created a format. No, every episode there's something it's that blows your life. mind. It's real life, I feel, with Casey. There's one that I'll show you. I'll link it in the description uh, also, guys. Okay. There's one where he messes... He messed up my brain. Um, wait, just let me write it down. Casey Neistat's uh, airplane uh, video and then Sandy's vlog. Um, uh, that episode, he blew my mind. Like, Because every episode, there's something that Casey does that makes you go, oh, wow. But this one was just so insane that I, I couldn't process it. And then my second one is David Dobrik. I don't know if you know the guy. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, I do. Isn't he... Uh, Liza Koshy's... Like well, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. internet broke last week. Uh, I, dude, my wife and I both, we weren't able to process the emotion, you know? Cause I, I watched that video like four times in a row and a little bit of me was just like, ow, that hurts, that hurts, that hurts, that hurts every yeah. single time. David Dobrik to me is... Because he's dark humor you've seen his blogs yeah it's dark humor and my constant question is like i know why i get away with it because i have very um limited audience and i know how to address the audience because i've built that experience with them but he's a viral person that every vlog gets four or five million views how does nobody get offended at the shit he doesn't say that is beyond me, you know? Because I know, it's because his audience relate to him or they understand this and obviously that's that's why they follow him. <laughs> yeah, but that's my thing. So in that realm, Casey Neistat is in a category, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. and B, there's David Dobrik. Mm-hmm. And then C, there's you and a bunch of other vloggers. What? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not saying this just to be nice. You know me. I don't care about being nice. Yeah, you don't. But I thoroughly enjoyed how you do it, how you did it. It was so natural. It wasn't forced. You weren't trying to force anything. It was just so subtle. So it, it progressed really well. Very flew elegantly. You know, it was just a perfect vlog. Like, that's what I would call it. And I do hope that you keep doing that. Or at least do something related to video because not only do you sound incredibly well on the radio and you do it very well, but I feel you have a talent in front of the camera that you Thank should you. be capping on. Wow, thanks. Really. Like, and I was sure that if I mention it, you're going to be weird about it. I, l- I feel a little weird. Yeah, yeah I do. because you are good. Like, I saw one video and then I saw a previous video that you've done, a makeup routine. Oh, that, that was the new one. It wasn't Newer makeup, one. it was my I'm skincare. Sorry, like, yeah, no, it's okay. Skincare, my skincare. I, think. I love skincare so much. You'd be surprised. And I obviously don't care about these oh, things because I'm a, you know, but I'm you a should, you know, phallic. Do you put, uh, oh, please, darling. Oh my God. Um, do you put sunscreen on? Uh, no, but I. Why? Because uh, you're no, no, a phallic no, no. human? No, no, no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? Here's the thing. Right off the bat, I'll say. I've never here. heard anyone refer to themselves as a phallic human before. <laughs> What's called? <Yeah. laughs> like, as opposed to. Uh, holy <laughs> human. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> it's two genders in my head, oh, you know? Holy human. Yeah. This is way too much for me. Okay, um, okay, continue. Here's the thing. Like, I'll say it right off the bat. I, I do some skincare routines to myself like two two days ago at mm-hmm. night 
Yeah. My wife went to bed early. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, all right, candles, bath, you know. So you, you had like a self-care moment. Dude, I used 16 products and I counted them because I lined them up on the bath next to the bathtub. And it was ridiculous. But and did you uh, feel good afterwards? Of course. Dude, until this day, I feel like I keep up. Did I, did I shower? Like, because I, I shower two, three times a day. Are you still smooth? Yeah, I'm still very smooth. And I keep asking, did I shower today? Like, why am I so... See, so you need to put sunscreen, though. Yeah, so, so no, that's, I understand. That's the most important thing. You and can you can dismiss anything in life, but not <laughs> sunscreen. Apparently, it's what leads to cancer. There's a new study. Not sunscreen. Yeah. Sunblock. Sunblock. Sunblock and sunscreen are the same thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, some... It leads to it? <laughs> Has it not been, like, the reason it's protected us for so long? No, apparently that's why you get cancer. <laughs> Look, um, but here's put the thing. it on religiously. Uh, Are you kidding? Uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything because whenever I read an article that starts with, there's a study, I'm like, where? Where's the study? Okay. Where is it? If there's a study, where is it? Can you please give me more specific? Because I love people who just make f- statements and they don't back them up. You know, like mm. you know, 82% of people never back up their statements. Much like this statement Wait, that yeah, I just that, done. That statistic that you just threw yeah, out there. It, yeah, it just is. You know, when when you throw in a number, people go, oh, look, oh, that's, that it must be true. It makes it sound so professional yeah. and educated. And then mm. and then if it's truthful, but the number is, is like, a, it's like a whole number, mm. you know, like an 85 or a 90, people go. Mm, um, I don't think so. Yeah, it should be 89. Point so two four. Yeah, so percent. it's like, it's, it's a thoroughly done study. I don't get that. You know, so uh, please do more YouTube stuff. Okay. I, I watched your skin routine. That's what I was you trying to did? say. You did? Yeah. And, and I, was, I, was, I was understanding half of the shit you were saying. It's okay. Because <laughs> here's how I do my, my bath routine. Thing. Yeah. Your bath time routine. Yeah. Yes. I just put shit on my hand and slap, slap it on my it face. Slap it on your head. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Wash my hair. Yeah. Wash my body. Yeah. Done. You know, that's it. That, that's my criteria. If that was just my face routine. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. I had like... I want to say 11 products. Yeah. Just the, my face. I was looking, I was like, I want to do these things. Like, you know, so you, you really have a talent. Thank you. And that means a lot uh, to me coming from you. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Do it more often. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I just I, feel like I am so mentally blocked in terms of content creation. And yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of us in this realm have suffered from. Like, you know, you're a content creator, yeah. I'm a content creator. And I find that sometimes, most times it's so dry in the creative front it's not that it's just because we tend to listen a lot more than we listen to our own voices Mm. like for the longest time i used to would you be interested in watching a vlog about taking my cats to get groomed if it's if it look (laughs) but that's the thing vlogging or content is not it's not inwarded it's outwarded Mm. and i'm talking from a viewer perspective Mm -hmm. it's not something that you take in it's basically you're taking out so the reason i like david dobrik for example is because i connect with him on the dark issues Mm -hmm. on the dark jokes Mm -hmm. the reason i like casey neistat because i like aesthetics so it's not it's not that what he's saying is of value or you know it's because i needed that so i brought it into Mm -hmm. me but to the vlogger himself he was just doing himself that's how he likes doing things Look, there are people who do vlogs about gaming. They, they, there's like live stream of uh, two hours, just guys sitting on his computer playing games mm-hmm. and people watch that shit. So obviously it's what people 
are interested in, you know? So, do I w so just do a, you. That's as an advice, advice, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you. When you find your inner voice, believe me, if it's something of value to others, then people will just flock to your mm. channel or to your... I used to listen to people's opinion a lot, and that crippled me. And that still cripples me, but not because I listen to people's opinions. L okay, let me address the first issue. I used to listen to people's opinions, and that crippled me in terms of comedy, in terms of content, in terms of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But then online, I started saying how, what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it in the way I wanted to say it, and I just felt so much better because I watched these videos and I laugh. So whether two people watch it or 300 or 500 or 1,000, it doesn't make a difference to me because I laugh at it. Yeah. I have a video that, uh, uh, it, it, I, I wouldn't say it went viral, but people liked it, enjoyed it more than any of my other videos and got like 20,000 views, which is nothing in terms of... Yeah, but here, that's, that's a good amount. You know? Yeah. And it was just shared by people. And I was so happy, not because people shared it and it got views. I was so happy because... If I was still listening to people, I would have been petrified to do this video before. Because yeah. people would say, oh, keep your video short. No, but I went against what people tell me. And mm -hmm. it just did. You. I followed me. You just you know? did you, yeah. And now that cripples me because I listen to myself too much. Like right now, I listen to myself too much. Like I should do this, this, this. I have a Trello list of things that I have to do. That it's so long that it cripples me where to start. Yeah. You know, so I end up just picking one item a day and doing that, you know, B but here's the thing. Just find your own voice. Be true to yourself. And just people, be, if people flock towards your content, so be it. If not, then you'll learn how to adjust mm -hmm. just to include more people in. If, That's true. Yeah. But just please do it. You're really good okay. at it. I'll I mean, try. Look, I'm saying all this to make a point. That okay. You should do I'll it. try. I'm very motivated now. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll have a sit down and think. And if myself. you ever have questions about editing, okay. obviously, you yes. know who to go to. I will go Casey to. Casey Neistat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll just give him a call. No, you know. no, seriously. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you need. Um, <laughs> with that, Sandy, I, I, I wish, I, I wish we can do this. This should have been a video. Yeah, longer. Next time. Promise. Because Cool. Definitely, this is not a one-time thing yeah, with you. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, um, I, I obviously want to have you another time. Awesome. Probably you're going to be the season's finale. Ooh, maybe I can talk more next time. You didn't? <laughs> your face. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. my God. I'm like... <laughs> no, your face. I was trying to be George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did it work? All right. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> not only because I'm like, oh, was I being a hogger? Like, we'll find out when, when we listen to this yeah. podcast. No, but good, you know, because I connect to you. So that's cool. If, I, if I appreciate. Usually, that. I listen, you know. But if if I'm if I was talkative, that means that I connect to you no, and everything I, you said. I, I really tried to pull a George. I don't know if you hogged the mic or not. Yeah. But we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out, yeah. guys. You be the judge. If I hog the mic, <laughs> please just uh, leave it in the comment and then go fuck yourself because it won't change anything. Ba -dum -bum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Sandy. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. This is not the. This is the first time, but definitely not the last time. Cool, yeah, I, I guarantee to that it. to you. I think that was you're really violent. Your guarantee was really, yeah, really violent. Guarantee it, Sandy. Guarantee. If you you're don't show up, I will find you. You're going to be a monthly guest. A monthly uh, I want segment. That. I want that. Yeah. Done. Sandy. Here. Sundays with Sandy. Sundays with Sandy. Wow, there you go. I can yep. call the episode that. Very good. Very good. Very well, Sandy. Awesome. I like how Thanks. this is going. Thanks. So with that, guys, that was uh, Sandy Smile here from 99.7. Uh, that's the thing in common between us at first. It was yes, the number. Yes, the number. Because uh, I used to be on 
and uh, I left and they're still my family and uh, Sandy I've never met you on, on the radio but I'm so happy today that yeah. today we still met through the radio somehow yep Somehow. So thank you for being here. Thanks Guys, for having me. Of course, as always, Sandy's uh, socials will be in the description below. I'll leave her YouTube channel. Go and just annoy her to uh, be active again there and just follow her. And of course, don't forget to share, like, comment, uh, subscribe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Follow me on my socials. If you want to drop me an email, my email will be in the description box below. Don't forget to check out my partners on the show, Living Q8 and AAB World. Thank you so much, guys, for being partners with me on the show. With that, this was yet another episode of Peace of Mind, your Sunday podcast. And of course, it's the podcast where we say stuff about things.